0: The Retail Ready Podcast is proudly sponsored by Botanica Blends. Straight from the Wizard's Cauldron, we stock delicious plant protein for the likes of our famous vanilla cake batter and caramelized popcorn. We've got desserts like our dreamy jelly, vegan custard and our latest date-free protein bars. We are currently offering 20% off to all Retail Ready podcast listeners until the end of October. So head on down to botanicablends.com.au and use the code READY20 at the checkout. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. Absolute pleasure to be with you today and welcome to episode number 80. The podcast has been growing and it's been growing from episode one to be honest when i think we only had like eight listeners um so i just want to welcome to all welcome all the new listeners who are listening to this episode and thank you for everyone who has listened to any previous episode it's been an absolute pleasure it is a niche industry and i hope everyone who's in this industry uh, is enjoying the content and today's episode i think i honestly think is a really good one um It's been on my mind for a couple of weeks because I actually didn't know how to put this episode into words. One of the most listened to, most downloaded episodes uh, to date is one of the early ones when I talked about category managers and the tips, tricks and kind of hints um, to do with dealing with category managers and a bit of an insight into a category manager's life. And I wanted to flip this episode and talk about account managers and business development managers because they are so important to any business trying to get a deal. And they are the kind of the people in between the business and the category manager. So if you get an awful account manager, you're not going to win business. And I've dealt with hundreds of account managers. I now work with an awesome team of account managers and I was trying to work out why only a few account managers and business development, business development managers stick in my head. And it dawned on me that it was down to two reasons. The first reason was the relationship was more personal than transactional. So when I used to look after the private label um, categories, which was over about 11 to 15 different categories, you You can meet so many different people. Every half an hour, you're meeting someone else, someone else, someone else. But there'd be some people that you'd actually look forward to meeting to. And it wasn't down to business. It was down to the personal interaction that you had with them. And the business just flew on from that. Uh, So yeah, their business was more personal than transactional. That was reason number one. And number two, which is so important, they did whatever they could to make my job easier. So whatever you can do to make a category manager's e- life easier, procurement manager's life easier, or develop, uh, pers- uh, product developer's life easier, that helps so much. Whether it's a spreadsheet, whether it's a market review, whether it's insights and stuff like that. And you don't have to constantly be hammering them and meeting them, but always, i you, you've heard about me talk about it in a few episodes where I say, top of mind, tip of tongue. Even just an email that one of those, whether it's a category manager, developer, et cetera, can just always go back to and use potentially in future meetings uh, that they have to do. And they'll always, they'll always thank you for it, even if they don't say thank you. They'll always be good to have on hand. So I'm dedicating this podcast to some of the awesome account managers I have met, and I just want to share... What I think is tips, tricks and personality traits that make them the first person or first people that I would call if I needed something. And I'm going to go for a few examples and I hope you enjoy um, kind of what these guys and girls have done um, over the time that I've dealt with them. So I just want to start off with Andrew Gray, and I have not spoken or seen Andrew Gray for four years, and you guys probably going, who's this Andrew Gray? But Andrew Gray was someone I actually just met three times, and every day I think about him, it's incredible, because one random meeting I met Andrew, and he was the account manager for, well, national account manager for Real Pet Food, and I, I had a stint looking after private label pet food uh, for a while and I told Andrew and I had a passion because I just uh, just got a puppy Uh, so I just got Dobby the dog and I was talking to Andrew one day and I just went yeah I've got a new dog didn't think anything of it and a couple of days later in the post was a personalized food bowl with Dobby's name on it and the real pet food logo next to it And it's incredible because every day in the morning and in the evening, I pick this bowl up, feed the dog and I see the big logo, real pet food and think of Andrew. And I'm not saying everyone rush out and buy people presents because that doesn't that tactic doesn't work either. Uh, And it's also frowned upon in some industries. Um, But it's that little kind of uh, trigger that every day I always go, oh, I wonder what Andrew's up to. And I hope he's listening. Uh, I hope he's doing some good things. But it's just an incredible moment where I think about Andrew every day. So that is one aspect of where I've not even dealt with this account manager. But just buying something that's personalized to that individual is incredible. And I'm sure you guys who are listening will go, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. One of the other teams that... I always talk about with uh, people that I work with and kind of I'll, I'll always give these guys so much credit because five years ago um, I'd never heard of Freedom Foods and these guys were on what is their huge growth trajectory Where and I still think they're on a huge growth journey as well uh, if they can just sort out some internal issues which have happened this year and what I liked about these guys was they were always there so when i walked past reception uh, it felt like they were there every day but it wasn't i think it was just a monday where um they were there and i don't know if it was a strategy that these guys used um because if it was it was very clever and Let's take Monday for example. Every Monday, they would be in reception. So every Monday, I would see Matt Vince, Jack Novak, who is now with Woolies, who, from what looks like, he's doing an absolute awesome job, and Zarko. And these guys would just be sitting there. They might have their laptops out, doing their work, logging on. And if you needed them, you knew that every Monday they would be in reception. And you could just walk past and the great thing was you had to walk past them so they'd always say hello they'd always ask if you needed anything how how did any projects on the horizon so you'd always stop and have 15 minutes 30 minutes and sometimes if there was a project about to be kicked off you kind of go oh guys let's jump in a meeting room because this is this is my thinking and the week later You'd have samples, you'd have product submission forms, you'd, you'd have a discussion, you'd have tweaks. And these guys would be getting the upper hand on everyone else because they were just there. And I'm not saying to everyone you need to rush out and go and sit in a supplier's reception area and hang out with your laptop. What I'm saying is Freedom Foods made my life easier. Because I think it required less energy on my part. And you got to think whatever. Again going back to those two reasons. Whatever you can do to make someone's life easier. Is going to be absolutely tremendous in the long run. And they found a solution that worked. And just by having them there. Um, with a mix of dealing with them. With awesome account managing. Just was a perfect combination. So. It would be nice to know if that was a strategy that they talked internally just to say, guys, every Monday or every Tuesday, you're just going to sit in reception. And if a category manager needs you, a product development needs you, someone from supply chain needs you, you are there. So really good tactic and something that uh, I don't think I, I I didn't see anyone else do um, every other supplier would be in reception because they had a meeting um, whether that was in 15 minutes time where these guys just yeah hung out all day five o'clock six o'clock they would leave with the rest of the business so yeah re- really interesting and sometimes some account managers just come into your life because they're just bloody awesome to chat to there was so many account managers where I actually didn't have any business with them but I actually loved engaging with them because they had some awesome lives outside of what they did. And one of those account managers was was Rachel Glaspergen, who worked for Sanitarium. And she actually dealt with the the branded side um, of Sanitarium. So didn't really have much to do with the private label side. But whenever she was in Melbourne and visiting... She would come and spend half an hour with me and we'd, we'd chat about all things. Rachel had such a cool life outside of what she did. And it was good because she made me th- think differently. And one thing that I love is meeting people from different, who have different opinions, different backgrounds, and that's why I think so many people need to travel. So many people need to meet people from different cultures, because it just opens your mind. It's it's like when people bag on about vegans. Um, that yeah, they don't give themselves um, too much of a good name. But by reading articles, by st- listening to YouTube videos from hardcore vegans, you actually open your mind to different uh, ideas that you might not normally come across. So I used to have some really good conversations with Rachel, but on the flip side, I got to know Rachel's business, which was sanitarium, and got to know their capabilities, opportunities, equipment, what's going, what's growing, what's not working well. And that helped with my world in the private label division um, because I realised, oh, Sanitarium are bringing out this new product, that means that it might have a knock-on effect with cereal sales in two months' time, etc. So, a lot of, a lot of major retailers, um, and I, it's, it's a broad statement, but I think it's pretty true. A lot of major retailers don't like. Um, whether it's buyers team members building relationships with suppliers and that's probably a reason why you see category managers change every two minutes and i actually think this is a negative i think um i believe it's a negative because you can't build momentum and you can't build long-term strategies and i understand someone might go and i'm sure there's smarter people than me talk about why you Uh, You shouldn't build relationships. But I think in this day and age, I think that tactic is actually old school. And I think it's old school because there was a lot of old school dodgy dealings going on. Whereas these days, it's all about relationships. It's all about getting to know people. And I think the best work can be done when you build relationships and you build momentum and you can build strategies. One thing I was actually thinking about the the other day is if all these account managers who are mentioning in this podcast could actually get together as well and actually write a book together, whether they do a chapter each on how to be the ultimate account and business development manager. I actually think that could be a good seller within all industries um, and could be provided to a, a new or an, um, a, a graduate account manager or a new intern account manager and this is how kind of the professionals do it like you you get um, a book on everything else and I don't think there's actually a book on how to be an awesome account manager not the most exciting read but it could be uh, very good for business Um, and I just want to touch on a few more um, account managers who I've met over the time and the next one Silvana is actually someone who I work with now and she has some incredible powers because she used to make my life so much easier and she makes my life easier now because sometimes she brings me in a sandwich, which is absolutely lovely into work. But Silvana is someone who stuck in my mind every time we discuss different projects. And I've now realized it was Silvana and the team that I work with uh, behind the scenes as well. It scales our foods. And one thing about Silvana was she made my life easier because She was just organized. So if you've got an account manager who is not organized, is is always flapping around, not filling out documents correctly, not filling out costings, not making samples clearly identified. Like I remember (laughs) it wasn't myself, but it was another developer who was doing a pasta project and the supplier had just thrown spiral pasta in a jiffy bag with the address stuck onto it, with no paperwork attached to it, no information. And this developer, I remember standing next to him, opened this jiffy bag from one end and literally a kilo of spiral pasta just fell on the floor. And you kind of go, if that's the attitude and that's the standard of what the supplier is sending, do you actually want to do business with this person? And one thing I found with Silvana is Everything was perfect. The documents were in a box. The box was clearly labeled. The box was there on time. The documents would be in your inbox. She would then book in a meeting to follow up to discuss the stuff. And sometimes it can be annoying, but I'll go back to the start of this podcast where it says, if it makes your life easier in the long run makes such a huge difference and also if it can make you look good in presentations and presenting to your wider team because someone else has already done the work jesus christ how good's that so shout out to sylvana hopefully she is listening i don't think she does but uh i'll find out i won't tell her and see if she does but another person is he was actually a legend um he had legend account manager status uh and that was peter beck and this guy also had superpowers. You could be on the phone to him or sending him an email. And before you've even sent this email, he'd have samples waiting for you at reception and costings, um, stretching the truth a bit there. But this guy, you'd ask him for one thing and one huge trait of Peter's was he delivered. He delivered on everything he said. If he couldn't do it, he would just say, I can't do that, but I'll put you in contact with someone who can. And if he could deliver, he would deliver it with literally a star rating because yeah he would he would just be there waiting in reception with the samples quick discussion quick phone call and you could then move on and again made you look good so absolutely incredible so all those people uh the five six seven that i've mentioned there um I just want to do an absolute shout out and say thank you for making my life easier. Um, but I just want to touch on the business side now because account managers are the connections between the customer and the business. And I think I think the actual business, forget this, the the business that the account manager works for and the success of the business relies on the outcome of the relationship the account manager has. And it works both ways. And sometimes the account manager and the buyer Will just not get on, and i 've known businesses change account managers because the buyer was an absolute dick, and the account manager could be an absolute dick, and they could just literally clash and you 're never going to get business when this happens and It can be a strategic play if you want to get a deal done by just changing your account manager with that uh, with that category manager or product developer and it's. I've. I've seen it before. I've. I've seen that an account manager can just literally look after one person, and the account manager is too busy to work out what this strategy is in for the business. But if you've got an account manager who can stroke the ego of that egotistic category manager or buyer or whoever it is. Then you're gonna get more traction and you you might just have to bite the bullet and do it. And yeah, it could be a tactic to pay off. So I'd take I'd take that uh, trait to any business and tactic to any business and going, is your account manager the best person for that category manager or buyer, etc.? So just have a think about that because yeah, it could it could play off in the long run. And I also want to mention that. There is nothing worse than meeting a stale account manager who acts like a used car salesman just just don't like have a have a bit of input like I know that it can be draining every job can be draining but the last thing you want is to meet someone who just does not give a shit about the product about the concept about the um expression of interest or about the project that you're about to kick off have a bit of go like and this is where a business needs to realize is the account manager tired does the account manager need to to go for a bloody massage before a meeting like you got to think some businesses are worth. some business deals can be worth millions so if a business is not looking after the account manager or the account manager is not being looked after by themselves then have a word with yourself because i think that could be an absolute game changer to getting more business and yeah um just a little little two cents in my opinion So I hope everyone has enjoyed this little input on my views on account managers. A shout out to all the account managers I've met along the journey. And I'd love to hear your comments. What's worked for you? What hasn't worked? Am I just chatting absolute waffle from my mouth? But it's my podcast, so uh, these are my views and opinions. And yeah, let me hear your feedback because... um, I think this is an incredible area that can be explored. And I just want to finish off by saying you don't have to buy suppliers fancy things. Like I've I've not mentioned once about an account manager who has treated me to a holiday to bloody Maldives. Like that's never happened. But I know there's been a lot of dodgy dealings and I know a lot of people go, oh, that person uh, has probably bought that person a car. And yes, that shit probably went on. But all the business deals and all the the opportunities i've given people has not been through anyone giving me any expensive things so this episode is actually touching on as i say from the two things i mentioned at the start the people that make my life easier will always be at top of mind and the people who make it personal like people who got to know my journey and my family and again it touch on sylvana she 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 used to actually buy my daughter um and my wife didn't like this but a little chocolate bar and um it was really personalized that she always asked about how my daughter was and same with rachel uh from sanitarium always wanted to know how the family were and again Rachel was that good that she actually came to my engagement party because she was in Melbourne that weekend so incredible how you can have these connections so I just wanted to say that you don't have to buy the marquees you don't have to do all the expensive conferences and stuff like that to get the business you just have to be personable you have to be a nice person and you have to be good at your job by delivering consistency and saying what you're going to do so Whatever time you're listening to this podcast, I hope you have a great day or great evening. And yeah, it's nearly Christmas time. So hope everyone is uh, looking forward to a little break. I think we deserve it with this year. So thank you very much, everyone, and speak soon.